0: is it rolling bob talking dylan he's your host lucas hare he's your host carrie shale but he's
1: our special guest director and writer stephen unwin
2: i lived by the window as he talked to himself This silence of tongues it was building then one morning's wake the bed it was bare and eyes left alone with three children the summer is gone the ground's turning cold the stores one by one they're my children will go as soon as they grow. Well, there ain't nothing here now to hold them.
1: Steve, that was, uh, wow, heavy Bob. Uh, <laughs> why did you choose that particular uh, excerpt? I, I,
2: wanted, I wanted to find something from the early, early Bob. Um, the, 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 the really deep... Rural atmosphere that you find in some of these songs is always kind of gets me. And I think I'm still somewhere a kind of. I'm still drawn to the political Bob, Ooh. is the actual truth of it. Drawn yeah. um, to the political Bob. The political Bob, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm your actual Judas, all right. I go, you know, this early stuff is the really. The early stuff and the late stuff is what makes me, you know, howl. Um, I mean, this song, the. Oh, the years passed again, and the given was good, with the lunch bucket filled every season. What, with three babies born, the work was cut down to half a day's shift with no reason. I mean, this is this isn't kind of American cliche. No, this is kind of really deep American poetry.
0: Mm. He's also oh. writing from a, uh, I think, a female perspective, which yeah. must be yeah, quite no, it is. rare for nineteen sixty-three. Yeah. Um, and there aren't many. I was trying to think of songs in the way here that do the same. I think "Angel from Montgomery" by John Prine, mm. "Free Man in Paris" by Joni Mitchell. There aren't many that that say I'm changing my gender to yeah. tell you this story. Yeah, um, certainly not many twenty-one-year-olds right. or older, really. Or no,
2: I mean, I, I have a kind of I have a frustrating, increasing frustration with American uh, music at the moment because I think there's this kind of. American mythology, which is you know me and my pop my mom and my pop and we 're out in the yard and all this kind of stuff, mm. whereas this seems to be kind of much much deeper than those kind of consolatory cliches
0: <laughs> if yeah. you like um yeah.
2: and that 's what i you know i mean i times are changing I think it's probably my favorite album, and I just you know because because it you can feel the i suppose you can feel the engagement with the with a with a world which is um is kind of beginning to crumble in all sorts of ways. When did you first discover Bob? Well, here's a, funny thing. here's a funny thing. I realised the other day that when I was seven, OK, I knew, I've known this for a long time, but when I was seven, we, I, I went to live in New York. My dad had a job there. I spent three years in New York. And so this is 1967, because I'm so old. And we used to go to upstate New York to, to this kind of place where we used to hang out, mm. which was by a lake. And we must have been there, you know, when, when when Bob and the band were there, you know,
0: not very far away,
2: yeah. at the same time. Um,
0: tears of rage wafting
2: over the Tears uh, Tears of yeah, rage, the exactly. It was in near, near Carmel. Wow. Um, and I think I must have heard Mister um, Tambourine Man and things in those days somewhere. Mm. Um, uh, then the first time I saw Dylan was at um, Blackbush which was an extra I mean when was Black? Was 78 it? I think. 78. Okay, so yeah. I was I was uh 17, uh 17 18. But you'd heard him Oh yeah, and i would heard yeah, no no, I'd heard him a lot before that. Um and you know I was I was listening to him as a as a, as a teenager. I mean, I think I was probably I think maybe this album is the first one that I really got to. Mm. Um and then I think what happened is it's that as, you know, in the late late 70s and early 80s as the new albums were coming out i was then listening to them without necessarily having gone back through to the to the really great stuff from mm. the from the 60s if you mm. like um i mean yeah i mean i remember buying empire burlesque <laughs> whenever that was Ah sweet dream i've <laughs> <laughs> still, still got it man i've still got it um <laughs> yeah so so it's uh, the really early stuff i mean i love those um those copyright, uh, you know, releases. Mm. I, I still play the very, very early stuff and I still find it yeah. incredibly moving. The thing that I think I is really interesting is, um, I think in a way he's... People talk about, oh, he's the inheritor of Shakespeare. I don't really quite get that. I think it's it's Brecht and it's kind of... It's that weird thing about 20th century art, you know, like Picasso and Brecht, of kind of digging deep into into popular popular culture and then mm-hmm. somehow reframing it in a whole new modern way. Um, which I think is what I'm kind of... You know, I,
0: I, I love about it. Are there any of those early songs which you think are p- particularly Brechtian? I mean, you said to me the other day that... we, I've got car- passing comment on John Brown um, that you yeah. said it was Brechtian and I thought yeah. we must talk about this. When yeah, yeah well,
2: it is. Masters of War. Yeah. I mean, we I mean, put Masters of mm-hmm. War up against Ganneker and Mother Courage. I mean... Right. You know, uh, 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 and i f- f- followed his coffin in the pale afternoon. Is that the right line? Mm, mm. I mean, you know, and I hope that you die and your death does come soon. Yeah. I mean, I I really value and love the, the I suppose, the political the political energy in it. Mm. Um, and, you know, and I know why you <laughs> can write protest songs all the time. But, of course, they're much more than protest songs. They're, they're so psychologically rich. Mm. Um, but, you know, when, when you come to modern times and suddenly you put on um, Working Man's Blues or whatever yeah. it's called, yeah. you know, and you suddenly get there's the same vein and it's coming mm. out. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I, I've m- much more drawn to that strand in the work than into um, than, than Blonde on Blonde, which mm. has always been the album, which I'm, I recognise its brilliance, but I, I don't love it. Yeah. I don't love it. I find that's kind of like... Um, that's all got too much T.S. Eliot in it, right. if you like. Whereas this stuff is has got more of a popular tradition, got a deeper popular tradition. And I guess like-
0: there is a line to be drawn between the early stuff and the more recent stuff in that he's now clearly an old man. I don't think yeah. that's an insult to say. Yeah, yeah. And those first four albums, he wanted, at least vocally, to inhabit the... The persona of an old man. I mean, yeah. you, know, you, you don't record your first album at 21 and include a song called See That My Grave Is Kept Clean <laughs> yeah. if you're interested in bubblegum, you know, boy yeah. band pop. Um, so I think it is latching onto the same kind of thing. The Times Are Changing the Song was written before. John F. Kennedy was assassinated, yeah. and yet it seems to carry some kind of mm. foreknowledge. And people listening will hate me for saying this because I say you'll say you're just reading this nonsense into <laughs> this Dylan's back catalogue, as people like you are wont to do. But he senses something is in the wind, mm. and when he plays that song to, new, uh, to, uh, to Carnegie Hall in October '63, they're still three weeks away from being shocked by this mm. event, and mm. there's something he senses in the air. Mm. Yeah, you know? yeah. That Carnegie Hall—that's one of those bootleg box isn't it it's
2: fantastic there's a fantastic moment in that when he's talking and he says i got is this on that album where he says i got my bob dylan mask on i'm masquerading that's the 64 that's 64 uh, is it or i got the wrong date right i love that moment Mm. i think it's very bob dylan it's i mean it's very profoundly bob dylan Mm. um there's a there's a brilliant essay because I was trying to think a little bit what do I what do I genuinely think about this weird phenomenon of Bob Dylan there's a brilliant essay by Borges about Shakespeare and he says the thing about Shakespeare is that he's everything and nothing <laughs> and I think what it's saying is you can never put your finger on it yeah. you can never go this you know so so the, so the bit of Dylan that I love the kind of that kind of I really, really love that mm. strand. He's only one of a whole load of different mm. kinds of strands. Yeah, you, you feel what I mean? You said I think you that's th- really good about about, about Bo- the, the Borges idea. Mm.
1: Yeah, you said that you you like the older Bob Dylan as well as the younger Bob Dylan. I love which, the, I the older love... Bob Dylan who appeared I don't know twenty years ago now or twenty five even, yeah. yeah. where he he's quite clearly playing yeah. a part. Yeah. It was around Love and Theft, or at least yeah. it was when he when he grew the mustache. Properly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it was, you you know, the mustache? I, I think, <laughs> and and, they, and the hats became more and more outlandish. I uh, think he was really going uh, out, you know, uh, he was no longer the uh, rock star Bob uh, Dylan, he was no longer the sort of older, folky, uh, in his yeah. garage Bob Dylan. He was then this, he became, the, the current Bob Dylan's been around yeah. for quite a while, yeah. the guy yeah. with the funny hat, mustache, outlandish cowboy yeah. gear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, he, and I, I love that Bob Dylan, because in a way, he's taken the piss out of being bob dylan or or having a co- like he's always wearing a costume
2: well he's, he's always wearing a costume and i remember feeling that at blackbush like, who is this guy and he was kind of i think he had a bit of white makeup on a top hat and top everything hat, yeah, it, was like, it was like it was so bizarre and he came after eric clapton and he just blew it away i have to say mm. um no i i i i love the late the late dylan which seems to me this kind of incredible late flowering and i think I think it's time out of mind is the kind of the turning point. Yes. And I remember I was going through some kind of crazy emotional upset about somebody, I can't even remember who it was now, and that, that um, you know, trying to get to heaven before they close the door and, you know, I'm lovesick, I'm sick of love, that stuff, that album went right through me because it was happening exactly the same time, whenever, yeah. whenever year that was. Um, and so suddenly, that well, not suddenly, but but there's a kind of growl in the voice, and a, and and I love, probably with the exception of Together Through Life, yeah, you know, no, no, I'm with you. Time, ah, yeah. well. but but this this I'll late let that go
1: because I <laughs> I love that. Oh, you love it, yeah. But I'm this
2: la- this late stuff, and 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 this a Telltale Signs is, I think, absolutely fantastic. I mean, I I call it um. I remember when it came out and I I said this is music to grow old by
1: you know what I mean
2: I mean this isn't the kind of young howl of rage nor this kind of deep poetry that we're talking about in uh, this is music to grow old by this is really really profound really really profound moving
1: on uh, to telltale signs I just want I mean Mississippi to me is is in for myself is in his top 20 songs I I I find it incredibly moving. I've, I've got it on my uh, actually my alarm. So if I if I take a little nap um, in the in the afternoon, Mississippi comes on, and sometimes I have a little, uh, y- you know, I-, I feel like it's 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 about life it's about life and death and yeah. regret and it somehow makes me feel alive and particularly the the first track on the first cd yeah, yeah, yeah. the daniel lanois one where it's just him and daniel lanois yeah. which i think is infinitely better than the one that was released on love and theft yeah. I, I find it so beautiful the the two kind of dueling guitars in yeah. a way because you get the feeling yeah. that he's trying to sort of screw up against the <laughs> yeah, other guy yeah, yeah, yeah it's interesting and yeah. there's a tension in it but it's i find it profound i find it really really beautiful I mean, and that song it really every version of that song and there's yeah. three if you include mm-hmm. cd3 yeah uh, i i think it's, it's got just, something to offer
2: it. yeah it's extraordinary stuff but the, the the song i i mean there are lots of things on that but i love red river shore i think it's just just astonishing some of us turn off the lights and we live in the moonlight shooting by some of us scare ourselves to death in the dark to be where the angels fly <laughs> I mean, jesus christ and then this is weird thing i was looking at it yesterday this weird thing right at the end where this kind of Bible story comes in, a man full of sorrow and strife. Whenever someone around him died and was dead, mm. he knew how to bring him on back to life. Mm. And that's taking that, that kind of popular, deep popular thing of, you know, Baptist religion, and he's joking about it, but he's also breaking your heart about
0: it. I've got a question mm. for, for you both, um, and yeah. I know that one of you will have the answer. Um, Howard Hawks made a film called Red River, um, where Where is the Red River? I, I don't know. I where can is, tell you. Because on. the Red River
1: ran through my town, my hometown. Right. In Canada. Uh, because it runs uh, through North Dakota and uh, Minnesota and up to Manitoba. That's the Red River north. There are two Red Rivers. This is what's so confusing. Is oh. The Howard Hawks film was made about the southern Red River, okay. which I think flows into the Mississippi. But I'm I'm sure that the Red River shore yeah. is about the area that dylan was growing up because he says i've been to the east and i've been to the west yeah. and he's right in the middle he's yeah. metaphorically right in the middle the right. character in River yeah. uh, yeah. sure but he's also literally i think right in the middle because it's about the north country yeah. well
0: maybe that's back to the north country again we're yeah and see. effortless segue to mississippi as well we're doing very yeah. um, yeah. well <laughs> yeah. excellent now there's there's so many i i, I feel very strongly that the telltale signs when it came out and it, and and now as well it's it's quite sprawling and it's you know there's a three cd version there's a two cd version i feel without diminishing it at all that there is a one cd version in there that is amongst his greatest albums it's so powerful yeah when it hits yeah. you
1: but yeah. i i i love it as a two cd album i have to say mm. although i know it's sprawling and i i think we disagree about the the live cuts because mm. i i, love I the think live I, I love the live cuts. i love the i live think cut. every live cut kind of adds, adds to your understanding mm. of the individual track and. I have to say, I I have listened to uh, to Telltale Signs more than Oh Mercy and Time Out of Mind combined. Me too. I just I find them a little boring uh, eventually. You know, three or four tracks, and then I'll 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 I'll, in Time Out of Mind I'll always go to Highlands um, uh, because I do a a little goes a long way. But this is so varied. That's the that's why it's actually. So brilliant, yeah, because yeah. you just and you know, cocaine comes the, yeah, yeah. in concert, comes comes out of nowhere, and you you don't need, you think you're just sort of settling into a great groove of one fantastic,
0: super literate six yeah, minute yeah, track after yeah, another, yeah.
1: and then there'll be a really wild yeah, live yeah, track. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, also, I and mean, I love Time Out of Mind, but I think the weakest song on that album is Can't Wait. I think it's monotonous and it doesn't sound particularly committed. And then along comes this version. Um and it's, agony is, it's just it, You know, I think mm. it's as, it's more moving yeah. than all of Time Out of my yeah. put together. Yeah. And yeah. he left it off.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. I actually find, I know the versions, I get a bit confused now, because I know the versions on Telltale Signs better me than I know the yeah. versions. Yeah, 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 so yeah. to me, they're the yeah. versions. Yeah. 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 I, if I mean. And there's
2: there's a fantastic I Aint talking on it, isn't there? Yeah. Mm. yeah. I tell you what I always want to get is a, a live version of Nettie Moore, which mm. I think is a staggeringly beautiful film. Yes, I mean it is. And it's, it, it's, it's so... it's His poetry is mysterious, isn't it? I miss you, yeah. more... Uh, the wind... The, how does it go? The rivers and the rivers so, on the rise. Uh, yeah. The winter's gone, the rivers on the rise, yeah. or something like that. That is so, so it, it's weird. It's such
1: a delicate song, though. Yeah. I've seen him perform it live. Right. Not very well, you know, because yeah. it's like, Miss you, Uniting, yeah, yeah, You know, yeah, it's just yeah, some yeah, nutty, crazy. Yeah. I think yeah. maybe
2: I've seen him perform it live in, in London. I tell you something I, do, I don't quite understand about Bob Dylan at the moment is... I don't. I mean, I've seen him lots of times in the last, you know, ten or fifteen years. Yeah, the part of me doesn't won't go back again. Not because, you know, not because of the, the boring old reasons like he's not playing it like he used to play it or any of that. Mm-hmm. It's because the set setlist is so predictable, mm-hmm. and what I just, I just want to go, Bob, just mash it all up. You've got the biggest backlist ever. Well, uh, he used to. He used to. He used to. I, mean, used to, it, I it, know. Early two thousands,
0: two thousand and three. Was it when he did Brixton Academy and Shepherd's Bush Empire yeah. and Wembley Arena and one other London place yeah. and four nights yeah. consecutively? Yeah. And every night he started with three different songs. He did oh, right. and yeah. he threw in "Romance in Durango" and yeah. 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 you know "Yeah, Heavy" yeah. and a bottle of Bread. Yeah. Yeah. He did and, London Calling, didn't he? Uh, uh, that, was, he did uh, not, that was the, uh, next,
1: the was Which patch, I
2: saw that I was that. there oh, that right. night and mm. did London yeah. Calling, which was like what? Yeah. 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 Suddenly, but um, I, I suppose that's where I, what I sort of. What I find so mysterious about Dylan is that there's this huge sea of originality and of creativity and artistry. Mm -hmm. And then at the same time, he also then does some kind of... I'm just a conventional... I'm just a song and dance man. I'm just a song and dance man. And then some of the the stuff, I kind of go like um, early Roman Kings. I just go... Really? Do I can I be bothered with this? Do you mean uh,
1: musically? Or I, I, find musically lyrics, lyrical, I, I find the lyrics. I find the lyrics of that really. Maybe I need to study lyrics. My God, I can't be bothered with most of uh, Tempest, to be honest. Yeah, no, me neither. But actually, for some reason, the, I what,
2: the song I love on, on Tempest, which I think is a fantastically good song, is the last one, is the John Lennon thing i think it's okay. i think it's a really really beautiful um tribute
1: it's time i tried this again
2: i think it's a fantastic song i need um, to
1: try it again because I, uh, I it seems so on the nose from well, the docks of liverpool the, down and, in the quarry with yeah, the quarrymen. yeah, ooh, yeah. And then,
2: i think he's you know he's just doing something you know he's going there was this other great great figure and uh, you know it's a nod i, I, I know think it's,
1: it's deeply felt but i i, I actually i've only he played, heard it all the way through a couple of times because I, oh, I find the beginning excruciating uh,
2: he Apparently he played it in Blackpool. <laughs> <laughs> really?
1: Yeah, got yeah he played it in Blackpool. Mistake. I
2: just wish, you know, because of Liverpool. Yeah. I just wish I'd, I'd. No, I think there's. I think there's something very beautiful in that in that song. Um, I, I like Tempest. No, I'm together through life. I can't. I can't really be doing. Oh, it. should we have the big together through life no, argument no, 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 here? No, 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 well, not. We've been putting it off for let's, ages. Let's, I, okay, I, I,
0: I, I don't think it's his worst album. I just think it's his most boring.
2: I tell you what's the funny thing for me, right? And um, Luke knows about this. Is I am a massive Deadhead. Okay, I've listened to Grateful Dead all my life, more than anything else. I'm absolutely devoted Deadhead. And yet, and I'm I was very, very touched in Chronicles when you know he says that you know they. Got him back on the road and back mm-hmm. thinking. And I don't know how true that is, but I was very touched. But it is extraordinary the way that you put them together and it's a complete clusterfuck and it doesn't work oh, good. at well, all. I'm glad you agree. It doesn't work yeah. at all. that yeah. album is, is terrible. And, yeah. you know, and it's. And, uh, I, I mean, I just think it's like orange juice and milk. It's just, they're both extraordinary, but they're like two totally different traditions. Mm-hmm. You know, one is the genius individual and yeah. the other is, is the jazz band, which mm-hmm. is what the dead are at their best. Is the improvisatory jazzman, and it just doesn't. It's very because he then said that he wanted to join them.
1: Yeah, it's a weird one. And I think they As, took a
2: group vote, didn't they? they took a thing, <laughs> time,
1: you know, and he obviously, maybe he obviously, he mm. obviously
2: loved Garcia. I mean, there, that was obviously a very special um, thing. But yeah. it's always, it's, it's kind of curious, um, fascinating. You know, these two American icons, um,
1: to me, the whole idea of Dylan live versus Dylan in the studio is is so interesting because for instance on uh telltale signs uh the the version of uh lovesick i think is tons better than the original because it's alive i feel like the original one is dead and i was listening to it this morning and there's a great guitar solo in it uh, and that i think just kind of makes it 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 brings
2: it i wish there was a kind of an album of the a, a live album of the last Kind of
0: good. Me too. 10, I would rather that years. than have them on, tell, on Telltale Signs because I think the the, 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 the yeah. studio stuff on Telltale tell, tell Signs is so strong and so mm. cohesive, mm. and that's what's so. I mean, God's sake, yeah. it was recorded yeah. between nineteen eighty nine and two thousand and six, and it holds together like it's one album. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> that shouldn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was looking, I was doing some some of the maths today on this. This is, and I don't know what this says about Daniel Lanois, but the full version of uh, Telltale Signs has about um 40 songs nine of them are live out of the remaining 31 20 of them are from Daniel Lanois produced albums of which there were two so what is he saying that he well, wants to yeah. you know readdress a different version of of this particular well, aspect Well, apparently of his they career? almost came to blows in the, in the studio mm.
1: which which actually it just occurred to me as a theater director have you ever had an actor who you know Resented you for. <laughs> they all do. No, no well, let's come no, on. Let me finish. <laughs> but resented you for drawing out a performance. That perhaps he didn't want to give because that's what I feel the dynamic is with Dylan oh, and Lansky. Possibly, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. and they got great reviews yeah, for yeah, it yeah, as yeah, well. Because yeah, yeah. I think that's why Dylan resents. That, and that's why
2: he always produces his own his own stuff now. now. It? Yeah. yeah, Jack Frost. But I'm, yeah. But, I'm,
1: but I'm but I'm I'm in I'm I'm really yeah. interested I'm in the the conflict between sort of the 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 director, so to speak, which yeah. is of yeah. the producer in the studio, yeah. yeah,
2: and the artist. Yeah. Well, I love all that that the the, the chatter with with Hammond, isn't it? Uh, with John Hammond, mm-hmm. is it? I love all that stuff on which is a, that early box
1: are you talking about bob johnston though or are you talking about
0: oh well, no, no
2: who was, am i talking about
0: tom wilson i think or tom or wilson bob Johnson,
2: yeah uh, yeah, the, yeah. Right, right it wasn't John Hammond. Yeah. Um, i love all that stuff i think that's so interesting yeah. to getting that kind of hearing that and when when he just i can't remember which album is, this is on when he just, what's this song called and he comes yeah, he up, just up with makes a, up like, just uh, up yeah, so a mule and a porcupine yes yeah. yeah,
0: like, <laughs> something, yeah, something like that
2: yeah. exactly
1: but it is an interesting dynamic. And I, it's weird that he stuck with it for so long until he finally mm. thought, fuck this, I'm going to yeah. produce yeah. my yeah. own stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But he he stuck yeah. with it for like 45 yeah. yeah. years yeah. or something. Yeah. But
0: presumably as well, I mean, if I was Daniel Lanois and I stumbled across Bob Dylan either during his own Mercy phase or his Time Out of Mind phase, and I, I had any th- kind of love for this music, I would have similarly been unable to s- stop myself from saying... Please record this song. This is mm. the best thing you've done in in yeah. years. I mean, yeah. if he if yeah. he walked into the studio and delivered most of the time, like for example that version on Telltale Signs, which intrigues me because when o Mercy came out, everybody wanted him to do Blood on the Tracks again, and nobody could understand why he just didn't. Yeah. And on that version of Most of the Time, he proves for once and for all that he could have, if he'd wanted yeah. to, mm. replicate that Blood on the Track, Blood on the Tracks New York sound. And then didn't, yeah. you know? And, and Daniel, I and I must have been going, oh, please, just please record a series of dreams. Please record, you know, Red River Shore. Put them on the record. Come on. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think there's a weird there's a, thing about Dylan. I mean, I, you know, I've been brought up probably like you guys, you know, I've got all that uh, Springsteen and Neil Young and Van Morrison and all those guys from all that, you know, all that stuff. And I now hardly ever listen to any of that. Hardly ever, and when I put on Bruce Springsteen, I get irritated by it now. Um, and somehow this stands in a completely different place, even though I know you know he pretends that they're all his brothers and sisters. Yeah. It's in a very, it's a completely different league. I think it's. I mean, I just you know, posterity is a ridiculous thing to wonder about. But I think this is this is this is weirdly different.
0: Yes, it is. I mean, I think
2: people, people again going back to the Shakespeare thing. People say that about Shakespeare, and I think that's right. Is that, you know, Shakespeare isn't just different from. Middleton or whoever. It's of a completely different kind. Yeah. It's a different kind of art. I had this um, i had this provocation when, you know, because like you guys, you know, a lot of people in the world would go, I can't bear Bob Dylan. My provocation is there are five great 20th century artists, okay, and they go like this. They go, uh, James Joyce, Pablo Picasso, Samuel Beckett, Brecht, and Bob Dylan. Mm. And what I think is interesting about that, I mean, it's a ridiculous joke, but anyway, what I think it's interesting about that is that they're all so of the 20th century, they couldn't be of it in any other time. You know, and their work, you know, is entirely original and yet has a complete kind of sense of antiquity and tradition and and everything. But they kind of reshaped art in the 20th century. And I think it is right in that... I think it's in that... what does what what
0: it do, matter? This,
2: but I do think that I do find myself. Do you feeling you it's
0: something to do with refusing to be influenced by anything <laughs> other than your own voice? Well, I mean, except
2: except he's got he's influenced by everything. Well, he is. <laughs> he's but
0: then then again, th- yeah, it's it's a
1: funny but old dichotomy that we're well he, into the twenty first
2: century. Yeah. yeah,
1: and Dylan is still doing. 20th century
2: music yeah yeah, yeah. he's yeah. 20th century yeah. yeah
1: I mean he's, yeah. he's like they say the 60s lasted till 72 I mean Bob Dylan's 20th century is still going on I mean one of the
2: great things he did is he went he he did the 60s and then he kept going yeah, yeah. Mean, you know oh he, he went wasn't, he wasn't lost he wasn't lost by that yeah. um He did
1: kind of lock in, though, didn't he? Um, At one point, he sort of locked into that blues groove. And then he, currently in the recording studio, he's locked into the great American
2: songbook groove. Yeah, Yeah. I like that stuff, but I, yeah, but enough already. (laughs) Welcome to the club, Yeah. 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 Is there there another studio album in the works, do we think? I mean, is is there going to be a new new collection of songs? I don't know. Or is it over? Well, the thing is, we
1: we record these things and then they don't go out for three or four months. It could be (laughs) that tomorrow...
0: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, we said something really edgy last week, which by the time we put it out, they'll go, yeah, we've known that for months, what the fuck? Who the the hell knows? knows? I mean, you hear sort of occasional rumours that he's been in Dublin and there was a film crew and he was... You know, you think, well, what does this mean? Is he doing an album? Because I mean, for Bob Dylan, an album could be done in two or three days. Mm. Is he making a video to something? Is he, Mm. you know, doing some sort of promotional material for something else? It just don't know. Yeah. Um, But but yeah, the writing is interesting because since is Roll On John the last song on Tempest? I can't I can't remember. Yeah. um, Since we haven't had a song written by him since then, have we? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. Unless he's done a soundtrack that hasn't been released. (laughs) No, not (laughs) that I can think of. So. Well that's not like the 90s when we thought he'd stop writing songs and that was it. Mm. Um, it's been a while. But somebody told me the
1: other day that he's he actually wrote Chronicles volume 2 yep. years ago
0: and it's, it's already it can apparently. drop Oh, really? Yeah. Whenever, by the time we yeah. put this podcast out, Chronicles I thought, was, I, yeah. I, thought was Chronicles, yeah.
2: I thought Chronicles exactly. was fantastic. I mean, I, oh, got yeah. it. I got it thinking, yeah, I'll read it, but it's going to be, you know. Mm. And I was actually mesmerised by it's it. It's like a Bob Dylan album. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've read it a couple
1: of times. Read, so yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's very easy to read yeah, again. It's, yeah. it's just, you know, you think, oh, I didn't... I
2: missed I've i not so, read so, Tarantula, so. as I'm sure you gentlemen have. No, I've
0: no, got it. I acquired a copy this year. I flipped through it at a bookstore once and so no, <laughs> no. But Chronicles I've heard described by people who know about the sources. Firstly, as a as a as a work of um, fiction, but also a work of very very specific plagiarism. I mean, yes, there yes. are you know which yeah. interests me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I think plagiarism is too weighted a word to use. It, um, alchemy, I think, is the word probably that uh, we should be using. Taking turning base matters into something else. But yeah, so I, 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 w- I wish I knew a bit more about the sources yeah well you never use plagiarism
1: uh well back in shakespeare's day it just yeah. took yeah. it put it on the stage yeah. you know read some stuff heard some yeah. stuff yeah. and dylan's been very open about it hasn't he mm. uh, more than any any other uh person who uses other people's mm. material and he's you know he just continues to do it and luckily he keeps getting away with
2: it uh, there's a i think that's a fascinating w- thing i've i've always been Drawn to and caught by the biblical stuff in it, yeah. except when he's trying to tell me to believe. At which point I pass me the sick bucket. Yes, yeah. but you know, I, I listen to that you Red River Shore, and suddenly so go, you know, th- that line I read earlier. Mm-hmm. and You suddenly okay. go, God, oh, that's extraordinary. What's he doing there? You know, and but of course, much it, more subtle, than and it. it's really, really subtle, and I. I I can't quite so take the religion one. No, you're
0: happy within a little hilltop village. They gamble for yeah, yeah, clothes. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with you? that because that, that that's want... cultural reference. That's yeah. Yeah. fine. That's that's
2: sophisticated, you know. And so, you know all this. Well, Brecht, you know, Brecht was asked what was his biggest influence, and he said, "You'll laugh." The Bible.
0: Yeah.
2: So you hmm. know, it's in the same. It's drawn from the same. Wellspring. Dilan-esque response. Yeah. It's they're they're these tw- they're these twins. It's very very interesting. I'm yeah. convinced. And you know, deeply contradictory. And I suppose and if Brecht had
0: been born again, you would have gotten that same. Well, and of course, sort of Brecht played the
2: guitar. You know, he strummed and played the guitar.
0: Well, when you and I worked together about a year ago, and that was when the the big gospel box came yeah. out. And I remember <laughs> <laughs> every time I spoke to you, you'd gone from um, "I hate it, don't tell me to, to love Jesus," to no, "It's all right." And then one day I saw you and. Went, I get it. I've been saved. <laughs> i was sending myself i was sending myself. So
2: you're brother. back
0: to the to the default position. I can't. I
2: can't play it. I mean, I've got it there and it's sat there. This yeah. great big box and I go on oh, no, there really. Well, uh, I mean, of course, the, the the blood on the tracks box is just staggering. I mean, it's like, it's just staggering. It's like mm. watching Picasso sketching or something.
0: Oh, it's like, yeah. What the f-? you know? Yeah, it is. It's wonderful. Uh, so. <laughs> And you, I mean, you're one of the, you're the only person I've ever met who invested in the, yeah, the 3 CD of, box of Telltale Science. Yes, yeah, and I love it. Wasn't I... it really overpriced at the time? It was £100 it? or pounds yeah, yeah, OK. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like not, has... not for hardened fans like us. I was being paid at the time. Right. Yes. I, was on, I was out a job, I think, now.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, no, and I've got it. Because <laughs> yeah, it, was... it came with a book. Was the book particularly good? I've never seen the book. Yeah, it's a hardback book. I should a have brought the hardback. thing in. I'll lend oh, it to you, man.
2: It doesn't, matter. It, doesn't matter. it doesn't matter. And all kinds of shit comes with
1: it. I mean, you know...
2: There is. Can I get moments with this? It's been like we think, how much money do we have to put into his pension? <laughs> <laughs> but um, he's okay, you know it's I, worth I, it it's, it's kind of it's it's proper
0: proper stuff oh. I justify it because I, if I figure if I spend you know I, I spent over £100 on more blood more tracks because I, got, yeah, the, I, I, got, I got, the, got the single CD and the box oh, so right. I just said to myself look I want the Dylan office to know mm-hmm. that these are successful ventures and I okay. want them to carry on putting them out yeah. so I'm going to invest <laughs> in their confidence in future products is that one
2: remember. of those CDs that's got like 12 takes of You're Gonna Make Me Lonesome When You Go yeah, you I was playing, I was playing, of, playing <laughs> it at home and Ginny walked in and said I'm gonna make you lonesome when I go <laughs> <laughs> We play this stuff anymore
0: <laughs> I was oh, playing it very
2: loud and not I mean but it's We um, should give the wives a
0: podcast Yeah, yeah, yeah they We should, say we should, their own we should. And yeah. apologies Ginny We're gonna
1: leave that in <laughs> <that's funny>. uh, <laughs> Well the thing is when you start I used to listen to Bob Dylan Basically I used to listen to Shuffle before I got into Spotify and stuff and so Bob Dylan would come on every fifth or sixth song of my Ooh, rather yeah, yeah, big yeah, yeah. record yeah. collection. And my wife could deal with that. But, but now yeah. it's yeah. just because yeah. I'm doing this podcast and because I love Bob Dylan, yeah. it's a complete yeah. carte blanche. It's yeah. just I can listen to Bob Dylan all day long. Let's uh, make uh, domestic harmony I, a little difficult. Sometimes.
2: So here's an, here's an intriguing thing that the, the, the great big 1966 box, I can listen to the acoustic stuff happily. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, and then I go, oh, God, leopard skin pillbox hat, give me a break. I mean, there are, of course, there are wonderful things on the electric, but more blood, more tracks. It's the exposed, intimate nature of it which really gets me.
0: Interesting. Uh, So you
2: like the
0: fragility. The fragility, the 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 delicacy, the, you know.
2: And that's why I want to say to him, I mean, he's not going to listen to me. I want to say, stop pumping out those... Another blues song, uh, you know, and then suddenly you get a, you get something like um, sugar, sugar baby. Is it? One yeah, su- sugar yeah. baby
0: on last track on Love and Theft, which and is
2: the beautiful, yeah. absolutely extraordinary. Song. And, uh, Love and Theft seems to have I can't remember the details, but it seems to have. Five great songs and five terrible songs. It's probably only got eight yeah, songs Yeah, I, I, I listened, or I, I listened to it again really, the other yeah, day. I, and it, which song? I don't remember the terrible well, songs. There's, it's there's, one of
0: my favourite albums. There's, you know, Poor Boy and there's Floater. and the, the, Yeah. The songs about, you know, calling room service and setting me up a room and yeah. sitting on my watch so I can be on time. Yeah. I always like, defend the Bob's right to be silly. My of God. course, of course, of course.
1: You know, when you consider yeah. the body of work and, and the sort of songs that we've been discussing... Mm. Mm. You know, God bless him for for being oh, silly yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. having the capacity. In fact, I wish
0: he would do it more now. I'm ready for some more silliness. I must say, the Love and Theft for me, even though it's been, it's been a long time now since 2001 it came out. Um, I put it on yesterday, and the associations for of it are still so strong. I ordered that album from uh, Badlands. I'm them a plug in, in Cheltenham. They're they're fantastic for supplying my Bob Dylan albums over the years. Uh, and Bob Dylan drugs. <laughs> yeah, and occasionally they get me the albums early. And I got this one on, I think, Saturday the 8th of September, Mm. 2001. Uh, Uh, It was a friend's birthday and I went off to, I listened to it before I went there. And so I was still listening to it by the following Tuesday, which was the official release date, September the 11th, yeah, 2001. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to this day, I cannot hear the opening strains of Sugar Baby without seeing smoke billowing out of the World Trade Center. Because I just the image was so uh, associated that day, it's not left me. And there are other songs on that album now where I can just, I can see myself standing in my kitchen yeah, listening to the yeah, news. Yeah, 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 it was yeah. such a specific time. Mm. I just couldn't get over the moustache when I saw it. Yeah, no, I, I love the moustache. And, and, and Steve, you, you were asking me the other day about the inverted commas on love and theft. Yeah, what's all that about? Yeah, what's all that about? Well, it's about plagiarism. Yeah, I it's think It's plagiarism, so. it's love. I, I think. Yeah, I, I think, think so too. Yeah. yeah, I think it must be. It must be. Uh, uh, I mean, we've said on, on this podcast previously that uh, love and theft is a rather endearing way of referring to his... His legacy and his view of the music business and, and whatever we choose mm-hmm. to call plagiarism, well, you know, it's a bit of theft, but it's a huge amount of love. But I think the music business as well is, is all about theft of money and yeah. trust and
1: confidence. I mean, Dylan's... It, it could be about the music industry. You know, mm-hmm. he, he loves it, he hates it. Yeah. People have robbed me blind. There's a Dylan quote behind that. It's from Blood on the Tracks, well... Robbed me blind,
0: isn't there some... Uh, yeah, it sounds like it's Idiot Wind to me. Yeah, I, 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 something like that. There's
2: something... He is so eccentric. There's extraordinary film of Obama giving in the presidential... Yes. Yeah, and he's like yes. this yes. tiny little kind of totally eccentric <laughs> <know>. guy. <laughs> it's like... And I remember when you watch him on... You see him live and, you know, he's this tiny little eccentric... Extraordinary eccentric figure. I suppose what must be so weird is having been... World famous, you know, iconically famous mm. for nearly all your life since you're 21 or whatever. Yeah. To when, when, however was yeah. with the breakthrough moment, yeah. um, but it is, it is comically uh, um, eccentric. Yes, and there's, um, there's, there's, a, there's a thing of um, Springsteen doing this great long introduction to is get Bob is getting some award. He does this great long yeah, yeah, introduction, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and it's typical Springsteen. I don't want to knock Springsteen, but it drives me mad because it's all you know. I was driving with my mom in my car, and then we put on you know Highway sixty one, and you know the tears came up. And you yeah, can't, yeah. stop the cliches. Mm-hmm. And then Bob Dylan comes on, and he gives him an award, and he does his little dance. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: And then <laughs> he wanders off. Yeah, and you kind of go, that's the real deal. That's not this ersatz. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now here's an ersatz story. Okay. So I've I don't believe Tom Waits. I think it's made up. Ooh. I think Tom Waits is, is, is made up, okay. Anyway, and Ginny loves Tom Waits, right? And I remember saying, I mean, we're playing something, I said, look, it's just like a bloody Christmas uh, Christmas carol. The next week, Christmas in Your Heart, or whatever that album yeah, is, yeah, came yeah. out. And that was like, that was, <laughs> okay. that was uh, the a bit. Yeah. Um, Do you know what obama
1: said when they asked him afterwards you know after he gave him the medal did you ever be here no what did he say oh because they said so what did you talk to bob about Uh, you know backstage (laughs) you know before it happened everything and he said uh he didn't say a word to me you know he was he was obama said you know (laughs) and you could see that he was kind of yeah hurt but because he's the president of the United States. the celebrity. He, yes, <laughs> but he really said, around. but he's Bob Dylan. you yeah, know? Yeah, well, yeah. And but you could see that he he wanted to <laughs> talk to Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan would not play that you know game. Yeah, he's not going to talk fan. to his well, fans. Yeah. it
0: strikes me that you'll only ever have a conversation with Bob Dylan if you forget he's Bob Dylan. I don't think you'll absolutely ever get. Well, and you know,
2: Obama would known would have known that that he played at the Lincoln uh, the Lincoln Memorial. Uh, before Martin Luther King did uh, I Have a Dream, yes, didn't yes, he? I yeah. mean, you know...
0: <laughs> I know, <laughs> so it's really.
2: Got, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting it's to really... think that the president...
1: Who intimidates the president of yeah, the United States? Yeah, yeah. I know. Bob Dylan. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but, and, you
2: know, what that must... Just think what that must have taken for this... How old was he then? 20, 22 or 23 yeah, or something. Yeah. Yeah. To, you know... To put himself up as a white guy at that unbelievable historical moment yeah. and play I don't know what he played there, I can't remember. I think when the ship comes I in. I think was it one was when yeah. the ship comes yeah. in. Yeah. Um yeah, that just the chutzpah. The chutzpah, the, poles, the courage, yeah. mm-hmm. the kind of um the, the the belief in the mission is just I know you're a big fan
1: of uh, North Country Blues, I believe. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I was watching it the other day uh, on YouTube uh, when he performed it at Newport. Yeah. And it was the same sort of thing. He, he, it's the one where he asked for the guitar pick beforehand. Oh, and right, and yeah. Or is yeah, yeah. this guitar pick? which So it seems totally ramshackle. Yeah. Then does this brilliant song, and then he finishes it, the audience, you know, there's been, they've been stunned. They have people who've been fiddling around, because there's other people in the shot, have yeah. all stopped. People have, like, stopped with their, yeah. you know, they've stopped smoking their cigarettes, and they're all just yeah. watching this this phenomenon. Yeah. And as soon as he finishes the final chord, he gets up and leaves. Yeah. Like, he doesn't, there's not a second yeah. Yeah. that he takes in the audience yeah. response. Yeah. Yeah. And that's quintessential Dylan. He was just a kid when it yeah. just happened.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. It's very, it's, it... The more I listen to Dylan, the more I'm talking to you guys. The more I think he's so peculiar. I mean, he's such a peculiar, extraordinary, weird genius. Yes. Um, it doesn't. It never makes itself. It doesn't make it easy for you. No. Do you know what I mean? If he keeps changing the rules, like
0: putting out a Christmas album, you go. Oh.
2: I was like, you can't. You're Bob Dylan. He goes, Yes, I can.
0: I know. I like. yeah. And then occasionally you'll find sort of little clues in his early career and interviews and things that are kind of markers to his later career. Yeah. But other than that, there is no logic. It's like when they asked him in 65, you know, if he was going to sell out, what would he sell out to? And he said, ladies undergarments. Yeah. And years later, he does a, rec- uh, uh, a commercial <laughs> yeah, for Victoria's Secret. You know, of course, they you know, put that together. In, yeah. the, in the Playboy interview, 65, mm-hmm. he 66, he, he says, oh, you wouldn't ask Tony Bennett this question. And you think, what? Bob Dylan talking about Tony Bennett? Makes perfect sense now. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. There's something Old Testament in it. There's some kind of voice, which goes way, way back. You know, well, in the Jewish prophet. I think that's really, really intriguing. I get this kind of the religious elements are very, very striking. I think, um, they keep appearing, and they're wonderful, except when he starts telling us to believe. Nicely
1: <laughs> yes, put. Is It Rolling Bob? Talking Dylan is recorded in the
0: Anita Ekberg suite at Lip Sync Studios. Engineered by Brian Gilligan and produced by Robin Geis.
1: We're on Twitter at Is It Rolling Pod. Music is by Sam Hare. Ain't got nothing for you. Had nothing before. Don't even have anything for myself anymore. Sky's full of fire and the pain is pouring down. There's nothing you can sell me. I'll see you around.